Mark and Marty, the real estate advisors here. This is our uh, podcast uh, format for you. We're going to cover local topics. Mark is with Remax Executives. Been selling real estate for 26 years. Oh my lord, you're old. You and, and I have uh, been doing it together for about 24. Yeah, Marty Ben Fairway Mortgage, and uh, yes, that long and longer. So 50 years sitting here combined, and uh, so we have a lot of funny stories. And, and what, our take on yes some procedures that so, so are the right way to, and the wrong way, and that's what we're trying to attempt to do here. Correct. We want to translate local topics, but give some flavor to them, make them a little fun, and then help make it easier to understand what's going on either right now in the marketplace or some historical uh, things that grade us a bit. Is that fair to say? Hopefully entertaining, yes, sir. Yes. Okay. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll cover this, this uh, episode's topic. All right, so you got your offer accepted, which is a cool thing. So your buyer, paperwork's signed, sealed, delivered, dot loop, signatures are done. I think the biggest confusion comes with what happens. Well, back it up. It, 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 the, the title to this is what's next. Yeah, all right. All right, so we're, we're you know, rewind. You know I like to jump ahead. You, I know you do. All we're, right, we're you looking, drive the bus. We're, we're looking, all right? We're looking at houses. We've been out two, three times, okay? So the, first time, the first time out... What, what do you preach? You got to look at everything that's on the market. Oh, Correct? That, drinking number four is why that would be if a, you don't do it that way, subtitle, you will fail. A, right. You will fail. Yes. Right. So as a I'll, new buyer, as a new buyer, you've got to, you know, if, 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 first of all, obviously, number one thing, get pre-approved. Right. Give Marty a call. Get pre-approved. That's an easy, you, you don't even have to leave your home. You can do everything. Don't have now to with see this, my ugly With mug. your new app. Oh, yeah. With this new app, you can do everything Right on your phone, it's sent to you, done. It's a quick and easy process. I, I put okay. one in for a buyer last night so they didn't have to type their info in, which right. I actually prefer. Ten minutes. Yeah. I, I timed it. We were on the phone ten minutes. Got all their info in, sent them the link to the app. All they had to do was hover over their driver's licenses on the app, hover over a couple pay stubs, a W-2, and two bank statements. One hundred. Everything I need to have that pre-approval totally ready to go. 18, 20 minutes. Done in the computer, securely linked up. Yeah. I, there's 18 minutes. Yeah. One phone call, hover, literally take your phone and hover over your documents. I would say the majority of, of, of clients that, that we have worked with recently haven't even, you've only talked to them on the phone. You've not, actually never met them. Don't see them till closing. Right. Yeah. So it's become so much easier. So right. much easier. Right. Okay. And if you've met so, me, you prefer that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so we've, we've got that taken care of and done. So we, we figured out where we're going to be as far as the price range goes. I would say probably the... Pretty good idea where we want to go location-wise. But that is probably more important than anything else is the location. The okay? three most important words in real estate are... Location, location, location. Right. But you have to be, you know, whether it's in Oregon or whether it's in Sylvania, Perrysburg, Toledo, you know, I don't care where it is, but you... You can't, you know, you can't move the house. Obviously, it's going to be where it's going to be, and you have to, you, everybody's got to know of an area that they want to be in. And don't want to be in. And don't want to be and in. And don't look at things in an area you don't want to be in, because all they do is poison your brain to what you might be able to get in the area you do want to be in. Correct. So we pull up everything that, that comes close to matching their criteria. Not exactly, because I don't care what you tell me you're looking for. There, there won't be that exact house out there. Now, there'll be homes that are going to be close, obviously. And, you know, we're going to have to get out there and we're going to have to look at everything and make sure that there are... The market's got to have 2,500 square feet. And that's fine. There's plenty of houses with 2,500 square feet. 
But what if it only has 2,100 square feet and has a full finished walkout basement? You wouldn't want it. Exactly. Because how many conversations do we... How many times somebody yell at you and say, I found this house... And you'll yeah. say, well, I thought it had to have two full baths. Yeah. Well, it has a bath and a half, and there's another full bath in the basement. Right. No. You told Mark it right. had to have... No. You, so you, you said it right. Close. Right. It's going to... You, you know, we, we've got to be loosely close. Just give me an idea. You know, does it have to be a ranch? Does it have to be a two-story? Sometimes, you know, they say ranches, but, you know, a story and a half, if it's got a first-floor master, will work just fine. So yeah. just kind of give me an Grand, idea. Great kids can climb the steps when they come visit. Right. The best thing to do is to, you know, find an area that you want to be in and such in the price range because, you know, chances are the price range really isn't going to change. I mean, if you can only afford up to, you know, a $200,000 house, then, you know, you can only afford up to a two hundred thousand dollar house. Now there are some, some you know, var- variations to that depending as to how much taxes are per month and some other things like that. But we're gonna be, you know, we're we're gonna stay close. Look at everything that's currently on the market right now. Say that Make, one more time, please. Currently, look at everything that's on the market. Everything. Everything. Now, of course, I, you know, N- not stuff that doesn't even correct, get correct. Correct. But 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 look at stuff that either is overpriced or junk or whatever else, so you know why. That one's 185, so that when the perfect one that's 194.9 comes on the market, you know, wait a minute, that is way more than $10,000 more value than that piece of POS, as you like to say, right. that we looked at that was sitting on the market for seven months at 185 that's junk and needs 60 grand worth upgrades. Correct. Because if you don't, then you say, wait a minute, it's got the same square footage, it's in the same neighborhood as that other one. Right. Why? Well, we, we should be able to get it for that price. Well, it, but it, you know, and it doesn't take long to understand the market in any given area just by looking at you know a half a dozen homes or, or even you know ten, twelve homes. And how long but does that take? If you give, if you give, and with the, the the daylight lasting a little bit more nowadays, even if you get off work at let's say four o'clock or so, I can get you through ten homes in probably two and a half hours. It's not that long. So Our area is close. It's, we're well, in a box. And if you're already getting dressed, already meeting you to go see one or two, how much longer does it take to see eight or ten? Another 45 minutes or an hour max? Right. So and the thing is, you don't have to spend a half an hour in each every home. No. You know, if you walk into it and you're going, oh, my God, you know, look at this piece of shit. I'm, I'm not going to live here. Boom. Let's turn around. Lock that thing up. Out the door we go. Right. Let's move to the next. Yes. Do we have to throw a disclaimer out there? No, we didn't. You can say shit. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time because, you know, we're just previewing it. Now, if there's one, you know, if there's one that, that actually, boom, it hits bells and whistles, get, go off, butterflies in the stomach and, you know, and everything inside saying, this is it, this is it, this is it, that's fine. That can happen. Okay. And, you know, chances are we'll come right back to it. But let's get through these 10 so we have an idea if this one that's hitting all the bells and whistles is priced correctly or not. We're going to know. Right, because it may hit all the bells and whistles, but it may be way overpriced, and you wouldn't know that until you go see the other stuff, and Correct. then you say, "Okay, wait a minute, these are priced right, but not exactly what I want." Right. This is this has been on the market five months because it isn't priced right, even though it checks all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So I need to try and find a version of that that's priced the way it should be priced, or get that price down. Right, and you know, nine times out of ten, after we get done going through those, you know, they'll always make a reference back to another one, and say, "Well, you know, God, that seller is smoking crack. There is no way that that house is worth such and such." You can definitely You're say absolute- smoking crack. Yes, we can. Okay. Yes. But they're going to know after going through all those, they're going to have a, a great idea. Now, let's say none of those houses actually hit, and they say, okay, great. And, you know, in, and in most of the market right now, I think that's what you should expect. 
If there were yes, ten houses you're, you're on the market, first time out. You, because Absolutely. if it was a great house at a great price, it probably it's sold last weekend. Right. And so you're not going to get to see it that first time out. Right. You have to be ready that when the next one comes along. But when you pull those houses up, and and, and also right, and, and chances are you're going to look at all those. You know, the day on the market, the days on the market are going to be you know ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty, sixty. Okay. Well, guess what? Everybody else has seen them as well. That's the reason that they're there. And if a house has been on the market in a hot area, if the house has been on the market for more than 30 days, 40 days, 50, 60, it's overpriced. Plain and simple. Or it's, it's just... Junk. Or it's junk. Which means it's overpriced. Okay. Okay. I stand corrected. At any, at any price point, any house will sell. Right. Period. I don't care if it is a piece of shit. It will sell. I mean, look how many bank-owned homes sell. Right. Well, once you get them down to where then it becomes value, they're going to sell. So price is certainly the factor, period. But... You go through all those 10 houses or so, none of them actually hit. We say, okay, great. We're going to continue to keep looking. We're going to keep our eyes open. But the minute that next one hits, and if, if it hits all the bells and whistles and everything else right away, you go into it, that buyer is going to know if that house is priced correctly or not. And they're going to go in and say, you know what? This thing is going to last. Trust me. We need to write on it. We need to write on it today. And they're going to know that, and you're not going to have to tell them because no. you did the research and the legwork. You took two hours, two and a half hours out of your day you took, to do your homework. You took one or two nights of yeah. your life to get to a point where you don't then say, because the buyers that don't do that, I see it all the time. Well, I want to go see, I love that house. I want to go see some more so I can come back to it so I can validate what price to it. And by the time they go do the other showings and come back, gone. Gone. Have a nice day. And then they're like, right. well, and they'll do that two or three times yeah. instead of going and kicking all the tires. Well, and you can also, you know, when I'm doing the search as well in a given area, you'll see all the ones that are active and then you'll see the ones that are pending or contingent. And if, you know, there's three or four of those, and, you know, we've always said it as well. If you're a homeowner, you know, you have to be in that top one, two, or three in order to have a chance to sell within that 30-day time frame. Right. Period. Because that's how many buyers are out there. Right. So if you're a seller saying, well, you know, tell you what, these, these three homes have sold, so guess what? That bumps me up. Well, it doesn't bump you up, okay? Because there's three, there's three more houses that were just listed that outbid you or, or outprice you or outmarket you. So you're still back to where you were. Right. Plain and simple. So anyways, you go through, you find the house, there it is, you love it, you love it, you love it, you write it up, you get the house accepted. Okay, so accepted offer, accepted. offer, paperwork done, signed, sealed, and delivered. Yep, it's ours, it's ours, it's ours. Okay. As so, soon as that's done, so we're going to get paperwork next? to the lender, so we can actually get a loan officially started, right? So that's one... Well, but typically the, the agent, and, and the buyer doesn't have to do it, but the agent, right. the buyer's agent is going to, in, in, you know, once we get all that paperwork signed, sealed, and delivered, I'm going to upload it through Dotloop right to you or Karen. Right. Uh, chances are both, just to make yeah. sure. And um, so you can start that for the buyer. The buyer doesn't have to get any signed paperwork right. to you. But, but there are things they have to do within a certain number of days by the contract. They have to apply within a certain number of days and they have to do some other things. So we want to get Correct. that started. Right. So so they don't have to do much, but they do have to act on the information when we communicate with them. Oh, true. But once I get you that paperwork, you reach out to them and say, we, hey, okay, we, I got we, all this we stuff. We take care of the rest. I need this, I need this, I need this. Right. Usually so. it's an electronic thing. You just go through, click, electronically sign and get that process right. rolling on that. End. Right. And then so what, simultaneous to that, what are you bugging them to do? Pretty much immediately. Get the home inspection ordered. Right away. Right. And I've got a list of inspectors that we use, you know, half a dozen or so that do a great job. And, you know, there they are. Okay. Because most buyers aren't going to know a home inspector anyway. Right. So, I, I always say we have a part of a deal when, until the inspection is done, but we don't have a whole deal. And I know people correct. argue, yes we, we, have, yes, we have a contract. Up until that point, we have an intent to purchase. Right. Is what we have. 
but we haven't we haven't done our due diligence at that point. Correct. Because we haven't really spent any money to make sure it's the perfect house until after the contract. Right. And well, that's they've different given than a, some markets where you have to do the due diligence ahead of time. Correct. Because they won't take the contingencies. Well, yeah, but in, there's there's few places in in our marketplace that actually that you know that you have to follow those procedures. Right. So, but you know, as soon as we get the offer accepted, signed, sealed, and delivered by all parties and such, I'll collect the earnest money deposit from them. Roughly, you know, probably a thousand bucks that they'll get a credit back to them uh, at closing. We'll get the home inspection ordered. Okay. We'll get, um, we'll get loan docs out, and we'll be waiting then to know when the inspection is because we won't order the appraisal in most cases till after we know we get notified. The inspection. Right. So they do the inspection, get that taken care of and done. Everything goes fine. Chances are there's always and there's no perfect house out there, and I don't care what anybody says, but there's not. No. Usually with every home inspection, there's a couple little things that you know the buyer is going to. We're going to draft up an addendum, have the seller you know fix and take care of. Ask. And some sellers might say, you know what, have a nice day. You. We had multiple offers. We're not fixing these three ticky tacky things. Pound sand. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. That does in, happen. in a few in a few instances, yes, that does happen. Yes, um, but most of the times, it, you know, there's a few things on there. Seller agrees to fix it. Great, no big deal. We draft up an addendum. Everybody agrees. Great, boom. Now, I essentially will text you or email you and say, order the appraisal. Get it done. Go. And if I know, even during the home inspection, even if we type up an addendum, the seller says, well, you know, I'm going to get a couple of, uh, uh, you know, let's say estimates. We're going to fix it. We agree to. Everybody agreed to, but it hasn't done. Couple, I'm couple still going to tell polar, you. Wires that are reverse polarized or something. Some, I mean, some, some stupid under stuff. Under 1000 bucks that's going right. to get fixed. But I'm going to tell you to order the appraisal right away. Right. Boom. We're going to order the appraisal. That's going to usually take about a week to come back. So not a week to get them out there, but usually a week to come back and have the full report. Right. Then we get the file in to get underwriting. In the meantime, after we know the inspection's resolved and while we're waiting on the appraisal, we're going to have the buyer shop for insurance, meaning figure out who they're going to get homeowner's insurance through. Because right. we're not going to let you close on it unless you have insurance because right. you own it in our market as it's not an escrow closing here. It's a round table. Mm -hmm. So at closing, you own it. Even if you don't get the keys that day, it's yours. So you need to have it insured because if something bad happened to it, well, we, we as a lender and you as a buyer are on the hook for it. So we want insurance effective as of the closing date. Correct. So you're going to shop around for that and get it ready to go. And you're going to pay for a, a full year up front? Usually now we just pay them at closing. Okay. Very seldom are we sending them out. It, I could give you a thousand stories of why, but because the dates have to match closing dates and closing dates tend to waffle around a little bit So because contracts honor before. So, so my favorite one is you go pay for it and say we're closing on the 30th and the seller happens to be leaving town they find out after the contract's all signed, they're leaving town the afternoon of the 29th. Everybody's ready to go before that. We could close the 28th or 29th, but you went and paid for your insurance early, didn't let us handle it for you, and the insurance is effective the 30th. <laughs> now we gotta make six phone calls, yeah. try and get, they're gonna charge you a fee to move it back or reinstate. It's actually easier for us if you just, we just pay it as part of the closing now. Okay. And we coordinate the date once we know the closing is actually scheduled because then we can make sure the dates align properly. A couple days before to have it bound for coverage isn't the end of the world. But a day after is no bueno. <laughs> right? Because you close well, you on can't, the 28th. You can't you, go a, a day without having it insured. Correct. We're, we're not going to let that happen. And right. you shouldn't want that to happen. Correct. Yeah. You're also going to make decisions on home warranties, which is usually negotiated up front. But well, they're either they're either going to be written into the contract or they're not. Right. But, e a, but even if they're not written in the contract, if you wanted to buy one, you have the option to yep, pay for absolutely. one separately, and you guys can discuss those absolutely. as options right. for them. 
Okay, so we're going to get insurance lined up, appraisals back, you were pre-approved, underwriting's going to sign off everything, we're all done. Title company's going to get a title policy prepared, and we will have a whole other segment on title insurance. Um, that'll be a dual drinking one where I mostly... It'll have to be. I mostly drink and you don't, because I can tell <laughs> the story of how I got into lending, because okay. I didn't buy a title policy. But suffice to say, one of the things people say, make sure there's no liens on it, I always go... There's, there's lien. always liens. There's liens. We don't care if there's liens. They, if they have a mortgage, if the seller has a mortgage, which you're about to have, it has a lien on it. We just care that the liens are fully paid and satisfied so that clear title passes from the seller right. to you. And not only are we going to make sure that happens, but you're going to get an insurance policy that says if something there was FUBAR, you're indemnified against risk. You just dial an 800 number, turn Boom. in a claim, and somebody handles it for you. Correct. And that's why we, I mean, people always say, what do title companies really do? That's what they do. They, well, they handle the and funds, it, and they handle the funds in a fashion right. that makes But that's sure why it's, it's important as well to work with a reputable title company. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we have a story <laughs> or two on what happens if you don't. And See, also, it's tough to start these podcasts because you know, the we, can't reference, we can't reference back to other podcasts that we've had. This is, this is like a teaser. It's like coming features. Oh, yes. Okay. You know. And plus, we can have prequels and sequels. It'll be like Star Wars. You know, you got the you got the... Prequel podcast, and you got the sequel podcast. I think in the podcast world they call them updates. Oh, I don't know. I believe. I don't. I made a Star Wars reference for Wozniak. That was it. I'm just trying to make Rob feel special because he does a lot of work behind the scenes. So it's important that he, you know, this is true. Knows we care. Okay, so so now we've got closing cleared or okay to schedule because I always say no. We 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 never get an okay to schedule. We That's don't. what we nope. should get. I know, but we don't get an okay to schedule. Because people ask the wrong... They, pardon me. They, and they people always say, is, is it clear to close? Clear to close. And you know what? I wish I, I wish that would thing would be banned for all time. Yes. Because it was applicable 10 years ago. And with the new rules and the way technology is. So, so as an example, if you get okay to schedule today on a Wednesday to close on Monday or Tuesday of next week, which is about how this would work. Right. That's saying we, we can close you anytime, Monday afternoon, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever. Go ahead and title company, get a hold of everybody, get it coordinated, get it scheduled. If you then this weekend go shopping and buy two shiny new cars and a bunch of appliances and whatever, we're going to find out Monday morning you did that and everything is going to go, and we're going to start from scratch. You're not going to go dead. You get let go from your job Friday afternoon, we're going to make a phone call Monday morning to make sure you still have your job. That's not, that's not fairway. It's every lender around is checking that stuff right up until the very end. Right. So you're not cleared to close until you close. Yeah. Okay? You're cleared to schedule the closing because we're far enough along that we believe Monday or Tuesday, money's going to show up. If you don't do anything stupid and nothing bad happens, we're good to go. That's it. But you're cleared to schedule, not cleared to close. And the whole world still asks what question? Do we have a clear? Do we have, do a, we clear? have a clear? Do we have a clear? Do we have a clear? Stop asking, do we have a clear? I know. So clear to schedule. Not clear to close. So if you want to, if you can't get clear out of your head, just change the end of it. Clear to schedule. Because we use the insurance reference. We're clear to schedule. Now let's get a date set. And then let's call the insurance agent and bind the coverage. Yes. Okay, because if you guess that it's going to be Monday, and Monday doesn't work and you back it up to the Friday before, we got to call the insurance agent and start all that all over again. Right. So we want to get it scheduled when somebody says, yes, this file is far enough along. And let's that's, get this thing scheduled. And that's why I think that we need to kind of shift our mindset a little bit. And I would like to see that the minute that we get contracts signed, sealed, and delivered, boom, all parties signatured, earnest money uh, collected, and we send all of this paperwork over to the title company so they can pre-start their title work and do all that other stuff, why can't we... 
as just a rule of thumb, why can't we just go ahead and schedule it then? Okay, the contract date says the 30th. Well, so I have an answer to that, and it's, it's, it's a catch-22. One is because so many lenders and so many agents for so many years have done such a bad job of hitting those dates that no one, no one thinks we're going to hit them, even though if it's written right and we do it the way we know how to do it at the beginning, we could be picking dates out in the future and we would hit them because it's written in a way that makes sense. Right. Because by then we know what happened. But use my, you, I, I just told you earlier, we ha, I have one that took 16 days to get the offer accepted because of some quirks on the seller side. Right. So 16 days goes by and nobody changes the closing date. So, well, so it was originally a 30 day close. Now it's a two week close with two weekends in there. So there's nine business days. It's yeah. never going to happen. Right. So the title companies got to where they said, we're not doing that because so many of them get moved. Now, is it better today than it's been in five years? Absolutely. And is it getting better every day? Yes. So I think it'd be great if we... But, yeah, but and, somebody's got to start this process and yeah. say, look, you know, this is where we're going to start doing it, plain and simple. Yeah. You know, the contract date says such and such. You know, I've got it. But, you know, to be honest with you, it, it just takes a little bit of intelligence. Not a whole lot, okay? No. Not a whole lot. But it takes a little bit of intelligence for the title company to look at a contract and say, okay, we just got this sent over to us today to start the title work on it. Look at a closing date. It's two weeks out. Uh, McFly. Hello. Uh, maybe I should make a phone call. Are we still planning on closing this date? Oh, no, we didn't change the contract. So we're going to have to extend that out two weeks. Okay, tell you what. Get the extension out for two weeks. Send that back to me. As soon as I get that, then I'm going to call. I'm going to call. And the title company doesn't have to talk to the lender. And that's the part that sometimes pisses me off is the title company won't do anything until they talk to the lender. Now, as the title company goes, why don't they just pick up the phone and say, okay, seller, buyer, introduce myself. We're going to be coordinating. We're going to be closing your deal. Boom, boom, boom. Let's pick a date. Are you free? Because they ask the same question every time. The minute they call us, hey, are we clear? Can we schedule for this date? No, but the lender is taken completely out of it. It's got nothing to do with the lender know, at this point. Uh, the title company, all they're doing is just setting a date for the buyer and the seller both to be in town at the at the, the institution, at the title company, on this particular date at this time. You give me what days, what times, what's on your calendar. Let's just go ahead and pencil it in. Or even, or even give a two or three day window of what works and what doesn't work. Right, right. I, I can do Tuesdays. I can do Thursdays that week. I Monday and Wednesday are out for right. me. I can only do afternoon. But what if the seller says, "Well, I, you know what? My wife's going to be in town, but I'm going to be over in London because okay. I'm out for business." Well, let's work on that power of attorney now. Right, we got three weeks to get all of it prepped instead of waiting until the week before and then correct. Yeah, more crash. Okay, so in in terms of what's next, it's it's shop, get an offer accepted, get an inspection, find some insurance. Lender does their stuff. We get the appraisal done. Title work is done behind the scenes. Buyer doesn't need to do anything with that. We take care of that for them. Correct. Make some home warranty decisions. Get a closing scheduled. And then the last little part is you either need to have a cashier's check or you wire the money to the title company. Cashier's check won't work. Well, it works under certain amounts. So we've changed that back in Ohio now. Now there's a a limit. And if it's less than a certain amount, it will work again. And part of the reason why is because there's been a lot of wire fraud already. So one of the little (laughs) things I want to put at the end here is when you get notice of its closing, we will get you and the title company will contact you directly to get you the wiring instructions. It's a phone call, not yes. just an email. Do not reply to just an email on that. Make sure you have called and confirmed. Make sure you talk to a human being. Make that extra phone call because there are some really nefarious phishing things out there trying to get people to wire because they know something's going to close because they've seen pending signs or whatever else and, and, and they, you know, they, 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 malware got a hold of just enough information to make it look legit. So be careful of that. But we will get you the instructions. You're going to send the money over to the title company. You're going to show up with an ID. 
because somebody there is going to notarize your signature who doesn't know you. Correct. Depending on whether you're married, not married, you may have to have a spouse there to sign off dowry, even if they're not on the loan. And again, we'll coordinate all that with you. You're going to spend 25 to 40 minutes, and it should never be more than that. <laughs> wait, wait. Stop. Stop. I, we yeah, are not. Right. Oh, there's the vein coming. Yeah, okay. Right. 25 to 40 minutes there. Good you're going Lord. to sign everything, get some copies, go home, have well, a nice day. And then... The what's next, the part I think that confuses more buyers than it does. anything is what's next is do we get the keys that day or not, take over. Right. Well, it depends what's in your contract, obviously. Right. And, and a lot of times, you know, we're starting to see them more and more and more where you get a, you're going to get position at closing. But, you know, it, in, in, in our marketplace, it's anywhere between at closing and like 30 days after, which 30 days is becoming less and less and less and less and less um, in just about just about every other part of whether it's Ohio or the country, it's possessions always at closing. And, you know, you'll have people come in from out of town and, you know, you'll say, well, the seller wants, you know, a, a, a month after, two weeks after, whatever be the case. And that kind of blows their mind. But generally, let's say that it's, it's 10 days to two weeks after close. Seller is going to pack up their stuff and get out. So it's essentially just coordinating with the seller at closing. Usually the buyer and seller, they swap Phone numbers. Um, phone numbers at closing, contact, email, get, or whatever. Get utilities and coordinated. So they can switch utilities over, which is a matter of just, you know, a phone call and what have you. And then, uh, you a know, then they coordinate. And away we go. They coordinate a, a time and say, okay, you know, seller says, hey, we're going to be out on, you know, this date. And, you know, by six o'clock, we'll be completely done. And I'll put the keys, you know, under the mat or whatever. You can come over and pick them up. The rest will be on the kitchen counter with the uh, garage door openers. And, you know, that's, it's pretty easy. So, so I want to finish this podcast with a positive note. I, we hit on all the things that are speed bumps. And, and to me, the one thing that you and I have learned over the years is if we start it right and coordinate it as partners, as, as a lender, and, a, and it's, it's not just any, any lender you work with or any agent that I have to work with, if it's started right, and one of the things we, we've prided ourselves on over the years is when dates change, we get them changed early and often, and we communicate that to everybody so they know. We can then walk someone through. We can walk you through every step of this so that all these things you hear the little stories about, we, we kind of put bumpers up and we don't let gutters happen. Right. Right. I mean, we, we, can keep the, we can keep the ball on the lane so that things are moving down the way they're supposed to. And, and at the end, I think the best thing for me is if people follow along and, and, and don't do dumb things, they get to the end and say, man, that was not as hard as everyone told me it could be. Well, and, and a lot of times it's just you know, allowing us to actually help. You know, right. we're there to help, plain and right. simple. You know, we've done this. I guarantee that we've done it more than, than you have. Right. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Text us. Email yeah. us. We're here to help. Right. Don't, don't hesitate to ask a question. You know, if you want to do it yourself, then, you know, you can do it yourself. Right. And that is, you know, you go out there and you don't have any help whatsoever. And, you know, you take care of it yourself. But I guarantee you um, that's the, the, the wrong way to go about it. Because, so, you know, my services are free. The buyer pays me nothing to help. Correct. And you do a fantastic job with buyers. You, you know that you are one of my all-time favorite. <laughs> I mean, when it, when it comes to helping buyers, you do it right. You do it right all the time. You, you don't pressure people. It doesn't cost you any more. You don't pressure people, but you help them to where they understand how to make a decision. And you, you said something at the beginning that I kind of want to finish on. They, they know when it's the right one. It's like a tu- it's like the tin yeah. cup with a tuning fork going off in their loins or whatever. I, you'll It'll call talk to them. You'll call me and go. Uh, they found it. Yeah. And you know, offers are still being negotiated, and you'll just say, 
hey, give me numbers on this one, but this is the one. Yeah. And it cracks me up. Even if they don't get it, they're sad because it was the one, and then they wait for the next one. But you know just by watching them. you don't. It's not like you've got to twist anybody's arm or push them or anything else. I, I want it. Well, you can't make somebody buy a house that, that they don't – absolutely fall in love with right. that house will talk to him either it'll tell him to get the hell out and run quickly to the car go to the next one or it'll say you're home and that's the goal is to get to get somebody home right hey thanks for listening if you want to get in touch with us or get more information jump on our facebook page at uh mark and marty the real estate advisors or text you at 419-392-3330. Email to? Uh, mark at markbeard.com. And uh, you can reach me, 419-461-0667 or marty.bin, B-I-H-N, at gmail.com. And you can reach him on the uh, Real Estate Advisors uh, Facebook app as well. Yeah, there's links there. You can even download the uh, Now app, we call it. It's a great way to uh, get us information securely. And if you want to start uh, kicking the tires on a mortgage application, just download the Now app, and it'll let us know right away, and we can pitch in. If you have any difficulties, just give me a call, and I'll walk you through.